0: guys, welcome back to the Mindset Effect podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about the action first mindset. And so um, I guess for me, um, what has really changed my mindset um, was a book called The Slight Edge. And the author, Jeff Olson, he talks about how um, he talks about a way of consistent thinking in the book and how like daily choices really do ultimately generate the momentum Uh, that's necessary to, you know, uh, fuel your success. And so, um, but anyway, the one thing that really stuck with me in the book was uh, this quote that he referenced, uh, which is, do the thing and you will have the power. And so one application of this principle really is in the workplace, right? And so I used to like be one to think that if you pay me more, uh, I'll do more. And this is like a really entitled approach. Um, and if I like had kept thinking this way, I never really would have gotten to where I am today. Um, but now like I've changed the way that I think, you know, my philosophy now is I'll do more and you'll pay me more. Like this is, um, this is like a value driven approach, um, in which your actions creates uh, the results. And, um, And this is why like, like me being just an intern at a software company, like I'm working way more, uh, like 70 to 80 hours a week, um, than what they require of interns because I want to like prove my value before I ask for a raise, you know, like you work a lot too, right, Andrew?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Probably around the same. Honestly, I think now that I have like, at least last summer when I wasn't doing a bunch of stuff, like on my own, it was, um, just kind of what was required, but like, I think, as I, I mean, last summer when I didn't have as much stuff on my own, it was like working a ton of extra stuff. Um, but now I think that I have like my own stuff. I kind of, I still work through required amount mountain, maybe a little bit more, but a lot more of my time is focused on, um, like my side projects that I'm working on or different company things or podcast things as well. Cause, um, you know, I need to allocate that time wisely. I see.
0: And so I guess more generally though, um, we can talk about a decision that a lot of people struggle with, uh, which is, I guess, choosing a new TV show to watch on Netflix. I feel like we all struggle with this. <laughs> so in my personal experience, right, um, it all starts like with the um, the excitement of choosing a new show to watch. And like you scroll through Netflix and you're looking at the short clips of, you know, um, the shows that you might want to watch as well as their synopses. And if you feel like one of them is actually a fit for you, like you'll go to IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes to look at the ratings and see if other people like it. And (laughs) like this whole cycle just perpetuates, right? Um, uh, Like even though you find a good show that has good ratings, like you'll still go back to Netflix and keep scrolling, trying to find a better show on par or even better than the current, uh, the current show that you have. And so this just goes on and on. And like you'll end up wasting like 15, 20 minutes, just trying to find a new show to watch. Um, like without, without even having chosen a single one, chosen a single one.
1: This describes my family perfectly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, so I think the problem here is that, you know, there's just, there's just too much information out there. There's just too many people telling you what to do in, in this case, which is, uh, watching, uh, a TV show, like what TV show to watch, and there's also a lot of people telling you what not to do, what you shouldn't watch, and this all just becomes a giant fucking shithole, <laughs> in which we end up, you know, just being confused by um, like all the the influx of information, and we're just unclear of what we should actually listen to and what to ultimately do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and- I think you see this online quite a bit too but just like if you're looking anything up um, trying to like come up with a tutorial for something you see like so many bits of information everywhere and you spend like 30 minutes looking for the best one instead of just diving in exactly
0: and so luckily like uh with the action first mindset um it applies here as well because instead of deliberating over um all your choices that you're presented with you, you just choose one and you follow through with it. The whole, like the whole um, goal of the mindset is constant iteration. Um, noticing that something you choose doesn't work, trying again and amending, you know, and you're, you're going to fail a lot while undertaking this mindset, I feel like, but that is fine because um, all successful people, like they fail their way through the top. You know, and um, there's this great quote from uh, Thomas Edison that goes, I have not failed. I've simply discovered 10,000 ways that don't work. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, it's funny. I think a lot of this kind of relates to perfectionism at the same time, because you always feel like you can do better or you can improve. Um, And the margins just grow so small over time. So like you might be able to improve it, but you're improving it by like, 0.1 0.1 percent and so it's like is it really worth like the extra hour of like spending working on that you know that plane that you're building or that program you're writing um like is it really worth it or should you just complete it and move on to the next thing and keep being more productive because i think a lot of people they use um the excuse of being perfectionists to kind of delay their taking action or to delay getting things done
0: yeah it also applies to like businesses as well mm-hmm. um like as a business, you want to deploy as quickly as possible, even if it means your product is not perfect. Instead of perfecting your product, just ship it out and have customers give you um, feedback and iterate based on that. I Mm -hmm. feel like that is a much better approach.
1: Yeah, I agree. So like, you know, we have a term in the startup world. That's like, uh, they say fail fast, fail often um, or something like that. And, you know, it shows like, you've got to fail and you've got to do it really quickly. You have to move on. Uh, You can't just be like, oh, this isn't quite perfect. We're going to extend it for a few weeks. So like I'm, so I'm in uh, Y Combinator Startup School. And so we give weekly updates on like how long we are until, uh, like if you haven't launched yet, it's, you know, how many weeks until you launch. And if it's more than like four weeks until you launch that next version, they're like, you know, you can iterate and maybe take two weeks of coding and then launch. Like, they want you to get stuff out as fast as possible. Because I think a lot of people get into the trap of like, oh, we have to build this exact, um, this exact application. We know exactly what the customer wants. So we're gonna wait for like, you know, seven months before we actually launch this. They launch a full product and then they realize that nobody wanted it. And I think it's important to like start with the base of whatever you're working on. So if that's like a piece of code or a product, like you start with the base of that and then you keep iterating And I think along the way, you'll find out what you thought the customer wanted is going to be very different than what, you know, they actually do want.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, And so with action first, uh, you get better at things quicker, right? In my Mm -hmm. experience um, as a coder, uh, for me, um, like initially I was too concerned about, you know, how my apps would actually look and how I actually wanted to design the structure of the app. And so I would like spend hours upon hours just drawing up mockups of the app and trying to like figure out what the best architecture was, you know, Mm -hmm. but over time I've realized that it's just better to have a general idea of what you actually want and just start coding and start doing it because what you do realize is that architecture um, always changes. You know, when you're starting an app, you, you, you use like a really simple architecture like MVC. Mm-hmm. But as you uh, start scaling up and start writing more code, then you start scaling your architecture as well. So you, sh- you use different architectures. Mm-hmm. And so it's always, it's, it's always knowing what's best for your current scenario. Do you have anything to say?
1: Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. Um, I do think you know, there's definitely a difference between like, just jumping in and you know, I guess waterfalling a whole project. Um, and, like, taking a little bit of planning time. I think it's important to, to, to do some planning. Yeah. But I think, yeah, the thing we're cautioning against is, like, don't spend, like, a month of, like, oh, we're going to plan out this whole thing um, and expect it to never change. Like, I think the most important thing is just taking the action. It's so, like, in the last episode, uh, I think we talked a little bit about how motivation can actually sometimes be unproductive um, because you spend all this time trying to get motivated or chasing attention to motivate you, that you don't actually spend that time working on whatever you need to be working on. And so you don't make that progress. You might get tons of attention, but you're not actually making any progress. And that's something that's dangerous because, as we just said, like you lose productivity over that. And you lose a lot of time. And so that's something that you have to be careful about. And I think the most important thing is just you know, taking that action. I think you're yeah. going to learn what's right or not by taking the action. Like There are so many things that... I I tried planning out, you know, like, oh, building this application, Um, but you never truly understand it until you do it.
0: Exactly. Like, as the the author of The slide Edge says, you know, um, your actions are always either working for you or against you, you know? You might as well just stop waiting and take action because, like, it's always, it's never too late to start, but it's always too late to wait.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, this is what's so funny is like last semester, you know, Kevin, uh, we would always like write down different business ideas, like in a notepad app, uh, that we would come up with. And then we never took action on like any of them. Yeah. Honestly, um, so, Fox, Fox, Fox. Yeah. 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 Honestly. But like, you know, it's funny cause you know, you can write down as many ideas as you want, but if you never take action on them, then it never does anything. So like, there are so many people, I'm pretty sure I was one of these people who, you know, everybody thought of Uber before Uber was a thing but nobody took the action except the Uber founders. And then now that Uber is a big thing, everybody's like, gosh, darn it. Like that was my idea, but you know, nobody took action on it. Mm -hmm. So you didn't reap any benefits from it.
0: Yeah. I feel like a lot of us, we actually um, come up with a lot of good ideas for businesses, but Mm -hmm. we never execute on them. Exactly. And like with me and Andrew, um, we actually come up with a lot of ideas and especially the past like two months, we've executed on a few of them. Like, um, this podcast, as well as um, we're making a new rec- recruiting firm for OSU students, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's, it is funny, because I think a lot of people are afraid to tell other people about like the ideas that they come up with, because they, they think that somebody else is going to, you know, steal their idea. Like there have been a lot of times where I've had to sign NDAs when like talking to someone about the product. Um, just because they're afraid that like somebody's going to steal it, and I think sometimes you have to realize like, you know, most people aren't going to take the yeah. action. Obviously, like sometimes it's a good idea to, um, to use those NDAs anyway. Um, but like I think a lot of the times it's funny to see that like most people don't actually take that action, and maybe they'll talk about you know taking the action, but then they never actually do. So it's like you know all these people that. Uh, that might talk about being a professional soccer player or something, like whatever their big goal is. um, And then they don't actually take any action to get there. It's like all the, uh, so like, you know, they talk about being a professional, but then they practice like an hour, you know, every week, you know, they're not going to be professional. Like the biggest thing is to take that action.
0: Like I think there's nothing
1: wrong with like broadcasting what you want to do, but I think you have to back up your ambition with like your actions.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of, Unsuccessful people, they choose the path of least resistance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this, like, a lot of the action that's actually necessary for success, is really easy to do, but the contradiction here is that most people skip it because it's so easy to do, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And uh, there's also the, I guess, like fear of being judged. Um, so like there was a guy, Kevin, you've probably heard of him. I think he was like in London or something. I don't know. But uh, like a few years ago, and he created a website with like 1 million pixels or something. And he, um, and so this idea would sound ridiculous. Like you're creating a website with like a million pixels, and then you're selling each pixel for a dollar to businesses to advertise. Like, why would anyone want that? That sounds stupid. But like he did it and then it went viral. And because of all that media attention that he was getting, businesses started buying all of the pixels. So he made a million dollars off of this stupid website. And like, you know, can you imagine how many people were probably like, this is the dumbest idea I've ever heard, but he took the action. And he I was recreated. just thinking
0: that I was mm-hmm. just thinking.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: It's so funny.
1: Okay, so guys, I think that's all that we have for today. Um, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate the uh, time that you guys spend with us. Um, also, so we're trying a new thing out here. Uh, so as we've, this, is, this has kind of been a common theme throughout a lot of our episodes, but finding ambitious friends, we know, it is extremely difficult. Um, but that's why we want to open up this opportunity. If you are somebody who is super ambitious, like no matter what that is, um, whatever your big goal is, if you are ambitious to help, like sacrificing everything, giving up, you know, friends, um, you know, whatever you have to do, if you're really striving for your dream, like reach out to us, email us, um, you know, go to a, uh, andrewgunderman.com, message me something, get in contact with us. We would love to meet you. Um, we want to kind of put up a group of super motivated people, um, you know, kind of get a bigger group of people to motivate one another. Um, Don't forget to rate us on iTunes if you like us and listen to us on Spotify and Stitcher. Thank you, guys.